0: Greetings and welcome listeners, my name is Dia Isidora Durden Robertson and I am your occultist next door today. Join me for an explorative discussion and series of interviews in the topic of esoteric science and spirituality at Ask Your Occultist Next Door. Welcome, everyone, to season two of Ask Your Occultist Next Door. In this season, we decided to move and dance with dragons. And in a specific podcast, I'd like to share a little bit about what that means uh, to us journeying together through the myth, cosmology and mythology of dragons. And also what it means to me to share about dragon consciousness. We're gonna dive deep into the journey um, of the earth on this podcast, discover the old earth myth, talk about dragon consciousness. What are dragons what they are, aren't. Elemental forces, myth and mythology, of course, as well. We talk about revolutionary intentions and discover and integrate and instant the original formula of creation. We'll dive deep into soul rememberings with individuals interviewed on this podcast as well, and discuss um, vibrational energies, oscillation, the colors of dragons, and how they appear in myth and mythology, and the symbolism that these myths offer us um, as a form of education, teaching us to understand the serpent current consciousness that is within the Earth. But to start off, we must start at the beginning. And from our human perspective, this beginning is at the creation of our cosmos, our solar system, and of course, our home planet, Earth. One thing I really want you to embrace is the idea that in order to learn something new, we have to forget what we know and understand about that one thing. So I really encourage you to forget anything that you understand and know about dragons just for this half an hour whilst we discuss this topic on this podcast. Forget your images of reptile-looking beasts that roam the earth, that breed fire, and steal maidens and milk. And forget the human relationship between these dragon-looking beasts and the heroes of these stories. And visualize the time when the cosmos was created. And see and imagine dragons as creational life force. Imagine them birthing star systems and planets. Imagine them being the fire that surrounds the sun. Feel the strength, the purity, and the consciousness of these eternal, infinite forces, because that's what dragons are in my understanding, and in the understanding I will be sharing with you on this podcast, we are discussing infinite, eternal life forces. There are forces in our universe that are eternal, but not infinite. So they siphon energy from other living beings. But that is not what Dragon Consciousness is. Dragon Consciousness is the next thing from Source itself. So naturally, it carries infinite power within itself. And that consciousness manifests in many ways. It can embody the shape of a large beast or being. And oftentimes on earth, it is within the core of the planet. And dragons within the core of the planet move alongside the fault and ley lines of the planet, which is why many of the ley lines are considered dragon lines. The word dragon really comes from Greek and then later on Latin origin from the word gracon or graconum, and it is an exchangeable word for serpent. So the word itself responding to our understanding of how energy moves in a serpentine-like motion. So if you think about how the snake moves in the grass or on the sand, that is how the energy around these ley lines, these fault lines of the earth, move. And when we understand that what we see and experience on these earth lines, we also experience in our bodies, then that shows us how the planet's body is connected to our physical body. So to dance with dragons is actually to dance harmoniously, to move harmoniously with this serpentine force. Now, in ancient cultures, this was known as the way of the serpent. So dragon consciousness within itself is the way of the serpent. When the serpentine way used to take form, there are many possibilities and manifestations exist. Some you know from myth and stories and others you may have even seen, and many you never even heard of. In relation to earth myth, the most common dragon form is the elemental form. So in this case, The consciousness of the dragon would take an elemental form, like a tornado for an air dragon. The earth elemental would move within the crust of the earth and the fire dragon would be found around volcanoes. The serpentine energy, as I said, is also connecting to the surface through the lay and fault lines of the earth so these are specific points lines places on the surface of the planet when dragon energy connects and communicates with the living inhabitants of the earth the planetary kingdom the creatures of the earth and us humans too so at these fault lines We often find energy currents moving in a spiral-like motion. Some studies show that this energy actually mirrors the yin and yang formation. And not surprisingly, it was the Chinese who first started to study these lines and energy points on the earth and named them dragon lines. As the energy moves at these points, It creates a force that is healing, empowering and positive for those who inhabit these specific locations. So not surprisingly, in ancient cultures, many of the temples, religious sites and devotional sites and sacred wells, mounds were built alongside and on these lines. Especially in European lands, Bronze Age settlements would be strictly scattered around or on the ley lines. Now, when I say line, don't imagine something straight and mathematical like you see it sometimes on maps, but imagine a jewel intermingling energy taking a form of a DNA strand, a DNA helix moving around and alongside the earth, going under into caves and into um, the waterways, and coming up, reaching high points, mountains, and hills. So really, the serpentine energy moves in a fourth dimensional way around the earth, geomagnetic field. Now, whilst in European cultures, The dragon energy has somewhat of a fearful, fearsome negative connotation, mostly due to um, those religious institutions that would exploit and live on these dragon lines, but at the same time forbid connection to the force and the healing power of dragon energy. But in the Eastern cultures, even today, there's still an understanding of the spiritual significance of the primal force that resides within the nature of dragon power. And in Chinese mythology only the hero with a pure heart can tame and destroy the dragon. And I want to talk a little bit about taming and destroying because this is a theme you will hear coming up in pretty much every myth and story relating to dragon. Taming the dragon is integrating and internalizing dragon force. So how I just shared with you about this serpentine energy moving within the landscape, dragon power is capable of doing that in our physical body, just like in Gaia's body. But this is a process. And whilst the energy moves and rises up from the base of the spine into the crown, we go through transformation uh, stages, some of which are challenging. To tame the dragon is to create symbiotic, co-creative relationship with this dragon force moving within us, that which is nothing else but our innate, organic, natural connection to the primal force of nature. Dragon consciousness is not something outside of you that comes in and takes over. That is a definition of possession. Dragon consciousness is innate and present within all of us because it's simply a term for your connection to the organic source of creation. Now this connection has been severed through um, dissonance manipulation of vibrational forces around you, manipulations of history and story, and manipulation of even the geomagnetic field of the planet. So the mission is grand to actually be able to move and dance with dragons and remember and reconnect to this primal force and consciousness within us. And it is really only in Mesopotamian and ancient Greek cultures we find the dragon being destroyed, that which then gets adopted to the European storylines where the dragon is killed. But if you go back in time and see the first stories emerging from heroes that kill dragons, you will see that instead of killing, the story refers to a form of tying down, pinning down and surrendering to the earth. So, what really happens is sometimes this serpentine dragon forth gets out of balance, and then this so called hero comes along to pin the dragon or tie the dragon down back to its original place. It returns the dragon forth to the earth. Sometimes that is depicted in the form of a hero pinning down the dragon to the earth with a spear. You can look at this symbol as a method of acupuncture. The dragon power and dragon force with the spears being pinned down, pressed at the right point so that the energy can enter into the earth once again and begin its natural spiral-like flow. Sometimes these misalignments happen, not as a fault of the serpentine force or the dragon force, but because we and others from outside of these understandings manipulate and exploit the serpentine energy within the land. Oftentimes, those who do that seek power, and that is given Vidin and Dragon Consciousness, that it is immense power. However, this power, due to its nature and connection to the organic source, can only be used in resonance and response to Gaia's wish and will, and to the original creation, the infinite intention of the earth. Anything else that we do with this power will ultimately create dissonance it will ultimately create a negative response an out of control experience and that can manifest in many ways, of course but in a lot of these stories it manifests in the way the dragon is seeking fulfillment so when you hear all these Seemingly silly stories about the dragon wanting to eat the fair maidens or want milk and wine and offerings. That really is humanity's attempt to consolidate um, the disturbance it caused to the force itself. Now, I am not saying that it's always humanity's fault. And I'm not saying that humans always cause disturbance in the serpent force, but that has been historically an earth misprecedent to this there are also other outside forces, off-planet forces, that came to Earth and tricked, manipulated, captured, pulled and infused this serpentine force of the land with something of their own. When it comes to leyline, we also recognize something called the Black Stream. And the Black Stream is a negative polarity energy that instead of healing, sharing and moving the flow of energy in the earth, it is pulling and draining it. The black stream is a result of manipulation of the serpentine force in the land. So that is a good example of what I've just mentioned. When an outside force or maybe an off planet group comes in and manipulates, infuses the serpentine energy of the land with a black goo. Dowsers are familiar with the black stream because you can measure and sense the energy of these streams being completely different, depolarized from the usual healthy. Healing dragon forces moved in the earth. There are also the understandings of the sleeping dragon within the belly of the earth, and those stories of the sleepers, the magnificent gigantic dragon beings slumbering in the earth, waiting for the time of their return, refers to certain points in in and on the planet and in our consciousness simultaneously also, where something suppressive happened. And so the solution from the dragon's perspective was to sleep through, to slumber, to quiet down for a time being, until the opportune moment when awakening can happen again. And I truly believe that this time is actually now. The dragons begin to awaken in the land in the past three or four years, but most certainly since 2018 and their awakening created a stream of information, a flow of energy that's now moving in the earth, which is obviously threatening and scary for some and very liberating for others. So since then you might find that actually uh, dragon symbolism, serpent symbolism come to you very naturally. You may dream of dragons, you may um, carry very deep fear, very profound excitement uh, for these forces and energies. They may start talking to you, connecting to you, or when you're outside in nature, you recognize certain shapes and formations as dragon beings. And that is how the dragon force communicates to the subconscious of the human mind. And that is the nature of beings who exist in many realms simultaneously including in that the astral realms the astral realms communicate to our subconscious and conscious mind through images observations and dreams so it's easy to see how this dragon consciousness is moving and dancing in the astral realms as well as within the earth So what I want you to take from this is the understanding that ultimately all realms and realities are connected not by a straight line or a line or a bridge, but by a serpent in force that's circling and spiraling around it. And how you can connect, hear and reach the Dragon Consciousness in the astral and feel it, sense it and experience it in the earth. In the same way, you can have those experiences within your own physical makeup or your own physical body and in your own DNA makeup. So you're actually simply communicating with the extension of yourself that relates to Dragon Consciousness. Now, very important part of this journey, should you choose to walk and dance with dragons, is that it is about movement and motion. It is about flow, it's about rising and falling, circling and spiraling, going under and playing in water and rising up and soaring in the skies. So of course these are symbols to a profound understanding that dragon consciousness cannot be comprehended with a logical mind. Moving and dancing with dragons cannot be done through theories, academic information. And although I share a lot of mythological examples with you, It's only to use the mythos to explain the allegory of the tale so that you can integrate and understand the knowledge within. But ultimately, Dragon Consciousness has to be experienced within the body, within the spirit, within the soul and not within the logical conscious mind. There is two intention that's willed through Dragon Consciousness. One, is of protection, protection of the DNA information and the consciousness of the organic creation. And the other is healing. So where you experience this dance with dragons, whether it's on energy lines or within your body or within communication with nature, it will improve the quality of your life and it can manifest and come through various healing techniques. Some which you will feel more connected to or powered on specific cross points in your experience and on the physical planetary lines. To explain this, your ability to heal and transform and shed will be heightened when you visit um, these crossing points, these geomagnetically charged lines. And you might find that some of them needs our help too. It needs our cooperation in order to clear um, the negative energy that's been put into uh, these places and liberate and transform and remember the original old mechanism that is mapped out within Dragon Consciousness and within these stories. How Dragon Consciousness transcends time is somewhat explained even in quantum entanglement theory. So science and spirituality really meets here at a point where we realize that our physical reality is subjective. And as observers, we play an active role in how nature is manifesting around us. So in a way, our relationship to Dragon Consciousness is up to us, how much we are able to influence our reality and co-create with them, with this consciousness. And we can also then understand the relationship between the planetary lines, the spine of Albion, our bodies, the body of the earth and the body of man, and the spine of Albion and the DNA codes that are present in the serpent in motion of the earth and in the serpent in motion within our bodies. And we can zoom out then with this understanding and look at how our universe is also moving in a spiral like motion. And see that actually the serpentine consciousness is not limited to Earth. And actually it's not limited at all. So when we realize that it's infinity within this consciousness, it gives us an opportunity to move beyond the limitation of time and create something completely profound and new here in the now that has an influence both on the past and the future. If we are able to change the past with our actions and understandings and relationships in the present, then we can really change the earth myth and dance with dragons in an authentic and profoundly healing way.